Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. stop you. I was going to see how long you would do yeah, that. Just go on and on and on. If I'll finish you... it up with a ring ring. Ring <laughs> ring. It's cheerful, don't you think? It's, it's cheerful, very cheerful. If you, if you let it ring or if I let it ring for too long, would you have gone into a recording then and going hello, this is Byron with Weird you Mountain You have reached Gals. Weird Mountain Gals. Please leave your name and your number and the time you've called and we'll get back to you when we feel like it, not a minute before. If we feel like it. If. <laughs> Lousy. There's only so much we can take. I know. Far. There's just so, that's why we live on Weird Mountain because <laughs> otherwise, we I don't know we we don't fit in society but so well. No, no, and I don't know about you, but weird gals like us are worn thin right now. Oh, God. We're thin emotionally and we've been worked and uh-huh. it's the end of the summer up here in the northern hemisphere and you know the veil is thin. Our, our our boiling point is almost there. Yeah. A lot of us weird gals are going through that kind of okay That's I'm going to cool my resources and I'm going to try and stay cool and calm and collected but we feel oppressed for many reasons. We do, and August always feels like a long month, and this feels like the longest August in history. It does. It's like, is it not September yet? Is it ever going to be September? It will ever? be September. No, it will be September at some point. That much I can promise you. Actually, in just a matter of days, it's going to be September. That's right. But, you Less know. Week. You know what I posted? Did you see what I posted on my timeline today? I did not. It, it said something to the effect of, let me read it to you, it said, I can't believe it's almost September. Literally feels like it was March just 16 years ago. <laughs> Golly, isn't that the truth? Yes, yeah, like a very true Oh, moment. gosh. <laughs> so, everybody is saying it, so it must be true. Time is different. See, even time is stretched thin right now. Yeah. Everything is really thin. Yeah. And August does that every year. It I does. just want to be fair to poor old August. That every year August feels like it's not quite the end of summer, but it mostly is. Right. And it's so you have these boiling hot days, mm-hmm. and then you have a really cool night, like 59 degrees. Yeah, we had several good yeah, cool nights. Yeah. So and and back in the day, kids went back to school towards the end of August mm-hmm. or middle mm-hmm. August. So you, it wasn't that summertime lull. Then now you were back to business. Yeah. Now they're going back to uh, their computer monitors. That's right, going back to um, virtual school. Virtual school, which is the oddest thing to think well, about. Well, it would be nice if you still lived out on a big farm. 
Oh, yeah. It'd be like, youngins, time to gather up the October pumpkins and that take them to been, the farmer's market. That's a daydream. Well, no, not the virtual way that I, not the way that I'm thinking about it. You're <laughs> thinking about it the way it probably would have been, but in my mind, virtual school back in the day would have been a lot of, oh, good, I can read a book all afternoon, or I can walk down the road and just hang out in the woods or something. Uh-huh. That's that virtual been, school. <laughs> I don't think awesome. they count that as school, though. They ought to, though, because, you know, Europeans do this thing called forest school. Have you ever heard of that? I have, yeah. Their kids are just mostly outside all the time in all kinds of weather. I believe that we should tailor schools as much as we're able to to the child's learning style. Well, and I think everybody, with the exception maybe of homeless people, need to be out more. They need to be out of their houses more. Yeah. Because now hurt. we want all of our entertainment and all everything has to be within the walls of our house. Yeah. And it used to be the house was the place where you you slept, but I mean you even went to the bathroom. You know, the outside. little house in the back was outside. You had to go through the backyard to mm-hmm. to do that. You'd sleep and eat inside, but you did so many other things on the porch. Yeah. That's where you prepare the food, snap the beans, talk to the neighbors. That's exactly right. You know, make the music. Mm -hmm. And if we were in Mayberry, it's where you'd crank out the ice cream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then, you know what? I have gone this entire year with zero ice cream. None. I wanted to see if I could. And you have. I have, because I love the taste of it, but it's not good for me, obviously. And because I have lung issues, when you eat ice cream, anything that's got milk in it is not good for your lungs. It was time to get rid of it. But if I lived in Mayberry, I'd be cranking out some ice cream on the porch. That's Uh, exactly right. A good friend of mine died almost two years ago, and her brother, who I I didn't know, until right before her death, um, has kind of adopted me. So we we will have conversations talking about her, and he travels the world, so no telling where he is at any point. So we were talking about alcohol, because he was going to, I don't know, buy me a bottle of something and come down and visit. (laughs) And, um, And he said he was having a gin and tonic in honor of his sister. No, he was having a gimlet in honor of his sister. And I said, oh, gosh, did I ever tell you about the time she made gin ice cream? And I said all that on Facebook, and he contacted me privately, and he said, I have got to hear this story. (laughs) And she and I, we were gin-drinking companions, and we never drank a whole lot, but it was always fun to get together in the summer and have, like, a gin and tonic. So she called me up one day, and she said, I'm going to do the craziest thing you've ever heard of. And I thought, no, Uh surely not. She said, I've got a recipe here for gin-flavored ice cream. And I said, are you kidding me? She said, no, I'm going to make it. And you're going to come over here and help me eat it. And I said, well, okay, because you figure if it's gin and sugar and cream, how bad can it be? Was it bad? Oh, no, it was wonderful. It didn't quite set, so it got really slushy pretty fast. But it was the funniest thing. It was like a gin shake. And it, it was just, I don't know, like th- maybe three months before she died. We did that three or four months. Oh, but it was so nice to share that story with him. Because huh. so often when people die, we share sort of the noble, oh, remember the time that was the flood and she made deviled eggs for everyone. Oh, what a wonderful soul she was. <laughs> but the goofy stuff like, oh, yeah, your sister made ice cream out of gin, buddy. 
That's when they say, yep, that was my sister. Yeah, and that's the stuff we want to remember about. Oh, yeah. The stuff that makes them human. Well, I've never heard of that before, but... I'll send you the recipe. Oh, I'll yeah. post it on our Facebook page. Yeah, post it on the Facebook page. Y'all just hang on. Because if you can make it out of gin, you can make it out of corn liquor. Oh, I guarantee. Just saying. Moonshine corn liquor, ice cream. cream. I like it. Mm. Moonshine syrup for the top of the ice cream. Yes, ma'am. Or brandied oh, no. fruit. You got it Either now. Either one. That's well, an interesting thing. Now we're going to have the Weird Mountain uh, Moonshine Saloon. Syrup. Yeah. <laughs> what would we call it then? No. Everything gets weird up at the Weird Mountain Saloon. She's <laughs> not even kidding about that. We can't oh talk gosh. about that. I tell you, we, we are people with too many ideas. What are we going to do? Porch gospel, porch recipes, porch cocktails. And how many products have I thought about? A million. A million a in like the last four months. And I, I've researched and researched. Maybe we should put this out there that we're looking for a blacksmith who can get us a quote <laughs> on some stuff. You know, I have thought and thought about some stuff. But anyway, yeah, ice cream out of gin I would have never thought of. It was very tasty. I've had, this is an Asheville thing, of course. Of course, because Asheville is a foodie paradise. Oh, and a beer city, too. Oh, yes, that too. Yes, but I had... Uh, IPA, excuse me, a ice cream made with stout. Oh, a stout good. beer. It's I couldn't good. believe how good it was. Mm-hmm. I would never have thought that. We've been yapping for years about Guinness cake. Guinness cake. Oh, it is so good. Mm. You would not believe how good it is. Rich, dense chocolate. Wow. Guinness. Mm. That, that does sound good. Oh man, a Guinness cake. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody out there has got a recipe they could send us. I, I got five of them. Oh, do you? I'll try to remember to post that with the gin ice cream. Is it mm. like mm. gin ice cream on Guinness cake might be pretty darn good. Wow. With mm. some moonshine syrup? Yep. Or some brandied fruit? All of it. All oh of my it. god. One my bowl blood sugar, and you're... My blood sugar yeah. just went to 250. Yeah. Just thinking about just, it. <laughs> yeah, one bowl and you're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you have transcended. <laughs> you have ascended another chakra there. <laughs> That's, which is, we ought, here's something else we ought to do. We ought to do the Appalachian chakras. <laughs> oh, come on, let's do it. Not now. We, no, we're going, not going to make you listen to that, y'all. But yeah, that's something I'm going to play around with. Appalachian chakras. When I was uh, learning the rosary, the Catholic rosary, mm-hmm. so I, I would go and I learned the mysteries, and I memorized every one of the mysteries, right? And I Are you Catholic? I didn't know that. I went all the way through RCIA training just because I was studying. Well, uh, you know, I was studying oh. it. And I had a radio show that was an apologetic radio show, but anyway, um, for a while. But the Catholic, the mysteries, they were very interesting to me. And the whole Catholicism with all the, the pomp and circumstances and the, the interesting history and the horrific history. And so the person I was studying this with was what they call a cradle Catholic. Cradle Catholic. Like my daughter is a cradle Wiccan. Yep. And... He had a lot less respect for the entity that was the church than I did, actually, because huh. he had grown up with it. And so the day came when we were talking about the, the mysteries of the rosary, and we came up with the, tr- the redneck mysteries. Ah, oh, my gosh, do you remember any of them? I've, I've got them on that other computer. I'll find them for oh you, and, and we'll post them. We also did trailer park haikus for a while. 
And they, oh, that sounds great. They were. They were funny as hell. We were very creative. Oh, the, heck yeah. The redneck mysteries. I remember one of it was instead of the the scorching of the pillar, which, you know, you talk about the mystery and then you you say your your Hail Marys and stuff. So one of the ones was the scorching of the at the pillar or the scorching of the pillar. Scourging at the pillar. Scourging? When, right. I'm sorry. They, scourging. They scourge Jesus. The scourging at the pillar. And we changed I was that like into scorching the pillar. Yeah. That's like Old Testament yeah. stuff. Well, we we changed that over to the scorching of the pillar. <laughs> so like, like if like you were pillow. ironing oh, yeah. and you scorched the pillow, <laughs> the scorching of the pillar. I remember oh, that was one of the redneck mysteries. We had a whole bunch of them, so I'll have to find them. Well, I tell you what's wearing me out. What's what that? is wearing me out thin is it this instantaneous communications methods that we have. Oh, Is yeah. that people assume they will send me uh, something on Messenger. And I'll go, can we just take this to uh, email? Here's my email address. Yeah. And they will immediately <laughs> send me an email and then... Three or four hours later, they're like, did you not get the email? I was like, do you think I just sit on the pot looking at the email all day long? Is that what you think I do? Because I have a life that I'm leading, and I have a garden that I'm tending, and I have people that tend to. Your request is in the queue, as they say. In the queue. And I will get to that when I can. Mm -hmm. But don't get your panties all ruffled up about it. Because, oh no, did you not get that very important message I sent you? And then I look at it, and it's just crap. <laughs> they are sending me some, well, I just thought you might enjoy seeing this funny little bit of some kind of fluff. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm dealing with somebody dying over here, yeah. somebody being born over here, somebody getting married over here. Your little bit of fluff will entertain me when I see it in a week. What is it? What is that saying? Just something that's... Just because it's important to you, an emergency on your part does not necessarily constitute an emergency on my part. Correct. And I'm responsible for you, for myself, ultimately, and I care about everybody. But there is a point where that depletes me, and I have to walk away. Yeah. I was raised up to not have to hang on to a damn phone every minute, even though my grandmother was great at being there on the phone, but she was also a person who, that was her job. She was right. a town operator, right, right. you know, and I get that, but when yeah. work is over, you know, and I remember a time, and I know you do too, when I might even take a whole vacation and not, not call anybody. Yes, And not, yes. not have anybody call me. I mean, can you imagine that now? No. No, I can't because I'm looking at going up, leaving the middle of September for a meeting uh, out of state, camping meeting, so we will be very yeah. careful and all that. But I'm pretty sure I'm not going to have internet access for about three or four days. That's going to be wonderful. And it's going to be wonderful for me, but all these people that feel like they have me in their pocket, and so therefore, and, and let me be straight with all y'all listening, if you have a genuine emergency, I'm going to be there for you. Right. That's all there is to it. They don't call but, her the village witch for nothing. That's right. But if all you really need is for me to give you attention, that's going to have to wait. I'm going to give you attention. I will. But it's not going to be instantaneous if I'm also dealing, juggling right. a whole bunch of other things. Right. That's just how that's going to be. I, I just have to route it because I can't handle yeah. all of it. Yeah. And so that's kind of what you're doing. You know, I routed my email 
and still do for years because because of what I did with my company we had we hosted email servers and so I literally would have 20 or 30,000 emails every couple of days yeah because every oh, yeah. notification oh, that yeah. every one of the domains that we had bought for every one of the clients you know mm -hmm. and you want to talk about overload yeah I, I got email overload almost instantly and as far as the phone goes I had to route people to the phone and because I would want to call I'd call them back from my cell phone so they'd have my cell phone number at that point yeah I yeah. guess I wasn't smart enough to know star 83 which will make your number not show up with Verizon but that's star 83 anyway <laughs> and I think you take it off with star 84 because of that I never got any peace with my cell mm -hmm. phone either I believe it so I've had the same cell phone number since 1996 and every spammer in the universe knows my cell phone number so that is the reason that I have disabled my voicemail because and it uh -huh. helps it helps very much because when those spam robots call my number after four rings they hear it go into this thing that says here set up your voicemail and they send back an automated message to their overlords saying this number is not valid anymore <laughs> I love it yeah. that's good this number is not valid anymore and so if they take me off the list and considering how long my cell phone has been around and I've, I have the same contact list so I've got I have 3,900 people in my contact oh, list. Lousy. You know, it's all the people through the years. I've got so many dead people in my contact list. Oh, I do too, but I can't get rid of them. I like can. My Facebook friends, oh, it's a whole bunch of dead people. I can. And I'll go scroll through and I'll go, oh, Kumba, I miss you so much. I know. Yeah. I know. It's hard. It is hard, so mm -hmm. I don't take them off. But yeah, I don't, I don't worry about spam. I figure... I don't need that pressure at this point. I'm not running a company or anything. Yeah, you know, you really don't. Well, what I've started doing because it, we still have a landline, and the what? only thing I know, the only thing <laughs> they we still have, exist. They no, do. I'm just I know they do. We've had this a long, long time, and the only calls we get on there are calls that either my husband has had somebody call him back on that line because he hates to use his little cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> or it's all those people saying, well. The warranty is about to run out on your car, oh, and please. blah blah blah. Or we can help you with your credit card debt. Blah blah blah. It's all that kind of just crap, dirty crap. Are or you, yeah. Are you getting the the voting calls? The ones have you considered voting for so and so? Yes, for those have started. Those have begun. Aye. But you know, I'm taking Italian now, and I and I found out the other day how you answer the phone in Italian. You go pronto. <laughs> so now, anytime the landline rings and I'm nearby it, I usually will let it go, but now I pick it up and answer it and I go, pronto! <laughs> so the other day somebody called and I did that, it's silence, perfect silence, and I thought they were going to hang up and then they were like, hello, hello, do you speak English? And you <laughs> said, what did you say back, pronto? Pronto! <laughs> so I'm going to figure out a whole conversation in Italian. So I can just oh, say yeah. to them and then just hang up. Oh, you should. And make it something that sounds very Italian, but it's yeah. not really. Oh, no, but it's Italian because yeah. I, I need to practice my Italian. So have, we'll have a whole bunch of words like mixed up. Every time that rings, I'll be able to say, Hi, how are you? 
I'm calling you from Venice. It is very wet here. There are canals and boats. Do you like Venice? I like Venice. And just keep talking. Yeah, just keep talking Maybe in they'll Italian live. until they hang up. I would just say a string of random Italian words at them. I could do that. You know, I know, actually, a... I couldn't do that. Uh-huh. I, I swear, I used to be considered, um, in uh, people around me, by people around me, a kind of a linguist. Oh. Because in high school, a group of us insisted on four years of Latin instead of just the two that were required. Mm-hmm. We took a year, I took a year of French. I was a German major in college. Mm-hmm. I've taken Irish Gaelic. I've taken a little bit of Russian. I've taken a lot, dabbed at a lot of different languages. And I swear, since menopause, I just can't keep it in my head. <laughs> it's like I'll open my mouth and it'll come out French. And it's like, no, wrong romance language, lady. It's terrible. I get that. I have been mixing up for years. I guess ever since I had my car accident, I've mixed up languages because I do speak I've got Spanish and French and a little Latin and so on and so forth just a little bit of here and there and I'll catch myself speaking half a sentence in French and some in English and some in some other language you know and it's like what what sounds like that do you remember that El- no I bet you don't this is an Elton John song oh no we're back on Elton John we okay. are I bet I do know it and it's called Solar Prestige Agamon. And what they did is they took a whole bunch of words that were slightly English. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and put them together and strung them together in the weirdest way. So the opening line was, Oh ma cameo molesting. Kipara porter for tea. Solar Prestige Agamon. Lantern or turbot por qui or something, por tea or something. And then it went in, it had a little Latin in the verse, it was uh, the chorus verse, it was Sola Prestige Egemon, Cool Car Kiri K Salmon. Wow. And hair ring, molasses abounding, common lap kitch sardines, a poor flounding. <laughs> and, and, oh, oh, it's and, like Lewis Carroll, isn't it? Like it Jabberwock. was, and he had that. Just that Elton kind of sardonic kind of, and then you know, mouse you pay lato, prestige to pay a floor. I lo- I really love it when people play with language like that. Oh, I do yeah. too. Well, I had a friend on Facebook who was asking a question based in Latin, and you would not believe like three dozen Latin nerds, and I was one of them, <laughs> jumped right into this thread. Well, now it could be this, but definitely it it's might. a genitive for blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> And by the end of it, we were all just laughing at ourselves. It's like, but we had a whole conversation about some obscure Latin phrase. Oh, I think oh, we are true. such nerds. And That's cool, though. Guilty, guilty as charged. Yeah, don't feel guilty about it. Be, be cool with it. That, that be cool, man. Be cool. Right. Be, be cool, cool, man. Well, did you? Did they teach you Spanish in elementary school? No, I went to a Lutheran elementary school, so we learned German. But so, I did too. Oh, so oh, you to didn't learn Spanish at that school? You, yes, ma'am, I did in wow. kindergarten and first grade. No, we all had German. Well, my, that was my, my first German was in at that school. Well, I didn't stay there. I left in second grade. I didn't stay. Oh, we uh, learned yeah. how to march. We learned how to paint with watercolors, and we learned German. And you learned it German. was very, very useful. That's great. Did you have Miss Shell? Um, my brother, my brother had Miss Shell. I didn't have her. She had the red beehive. Uh-huh. Yeah. She lived across the she street from us. She had strawberry blonde hair. 
Yes. Yeah, just beautiful. She was, and mm-hmm. beautiful voice. I remember she was our neighbor. She lived across the street. Oh, how nice. And she drove me to school. Oh, that's right. And your mom made her lunch. Now, my mom made Miss Collins lunch. Oh, okay. And she was the elderly teacher. She was in her 80s. And she was the one who wouldn't allow us to write with our left hands. Oh, she retrained everybody. But it's what it is, you know. Um, my nephew is also Southpaw, but when he was young, he took a program in preschool called Computer Pals. Wow. And so they taught them, one of the first things they taught them how to do was hold on to the mouse. And they taught them how to do it all right-handed. Oh, and the wow. reason for that, even though you can change the button sides on your mouse. Yeah. Uh, but they taught him to do everything right-handed because they said it's a right-handed world. Learn how to get so along. So they felt it. like they were doing you a favor by they doing did. that. Oh. Somehow that kind of sounds like that old ad from the early 70s. It's a man's world. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I instantly didn't like hearing about that, but what can I say? Oh, that's It's a man's world. Anyway, yeah, so we had German. That's why I can still sing. Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht, <laughs> and uh, O Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum. Well, I do remember that song in that school. So maybe there was a German influence, and maybe. I wasn't even aware of it. Well, and maybe you were you were farther, so much farther back than me than they realized. These kids are never going to need to learn German, but they will need to have some Spanish. Some Spanish and some Latin. Yeah, I've never had any Spanish. I. I, I tell people I've got restaurant Spanish. Mm. I can greet somebody, I can thank them, I can order my meal, I can ask for more water. You know, I can do that kind of stuff, but I don't speak. I speak Spanish in that I had five years of Latin. I speak some French, had, have, yeah. I have okay French. And so I know Spanish by the French. And the Italian is the same way now. So, yes. But what happens sometimes it, when I want to say it in Italian, I end up saying it in French. Because they're close, but not. The I same, totally get know. that. Yeah. I totally get that. Romance languages they're, from the Romans. What can you say? Well, you know, nowadays you just babble fish. Do you know about babble fish? I do. What do you think of it? I, I think it's the lazy person's way. It you know, is. You never have to learn a language. But learning a language is more than just learning words. You know, it's really learning, jumping into a culture, which, I mean, that's what I love is all that cultural mess and finding out. I don't know what kind of bread you eat and what kind of liquor you drink mm-hmm. and you know all that what clothes you wear I love all that stuff well so the I'll, language is part of that for me I'll never have a practical use for the Spanish that I learned because from what I understand it's Castilian Castilian, Castilian. yeah and so they don't actually use that in practical everyday no. you know life they only use that in Barcelona <laughs> I guess I don't know I, don't I just know. I think I just know kind of Mexican Spanish from being around. Well, see, that would be more practical. Yeah. Much more practical. I remember one of the first things that I liked about reading your posts were the occasional little bits of Latin that you would do. Oh, yeah. At Terra. Yeah, I I like to pop some stuff in. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, you know, we've been doing the Essay Quam Videri. Mm -hmm. Forever. Um, Yes, those little... And that, you don't even have to know Latin to know those things because they were part, used to be part of a classical education. Mm-hmm. If you had a decent education up until 1960, you would have had a smattering of some Latin. 
you would have had some Greek, you would have had all that stuff. I did not have a classical education, but I always wanted one. You know, like a prep school education. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I had some fantasy about what that would be like. <laughs> but, you know, it didn't involve being paddled secretly in the dark or any of that weird stuff. Or any of the hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt that you have to get into today mm-hmm. to take a, to take that kind of a yeah. training background. That's I don't crazy. Know. It's I, not for me. I don't know how kids, kids today with their hair and their music. No, <laughs> I, I don't know how kids today actually. Those darn can, kids. I know it. I don't know how they can face the thought of college unless mom and dad are paying for it. Because unless you're going to a community college, how the hell are you supposed to come up with that kind of money? Well, and sit- I think a lot of times people get, young people get, pushed into going to college when they're not ready to go. Right. They don't really know what they want to do. But the thing is, boy, you got to, it becomes a class thing too. You know, you got to go to college so you can get out of this cove and go make something of yourself. I know. Blah, blah, blah. But you go to a good community college, it's it's not cheap. I mean, in my opinion, community college ought to be free. And whoever wants to go to community college should be able to go to community college and the government pays for that. And if that makes me a socialist, then I will wear that label. Happily. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to correct you. The government wouldn't pay for that. No, tax Everybody's dollars. Everybody's taxes tax will dollars pay for, would it. Pay for yeah. that. Yeah. But you know what? Which is what it I would rather be. my tax money go to that than another damn bomber yeah. that we can never have the guts to use. Yeah. yeah. So if my tax dollars go to that, that's good with me. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. I'd and be- all those kids then would graduate without debt, and we would have more plumbers. We would have more writers, because these community colleges have wonderful writing programs. Yes, they do. I mean, it's just, it's the thing to do, I think, unless you just have got your heart set on an Ivy League school and you got $100,000 to burn. That's cool. a lot of money. Well, there is so much right now that needs to be fixed. And, it, and in order to be fixed, it's got to be addressed. And it's got to be addressed with a heart and a head and a spirit to fix it and not to make the problem worse or to just figure out who else can profit from it. I just don't get that whole... Now, we need to get off the whole bitching thing because we're going to go down... I know. We're going to spiral into what we're capable of. I know. And we we need to leave that for... nobody want to hear that stuff. Nuh-uh. We need to leave that for nighttime during certain (laughs) moons, you know, and then take care of it that way. Well, but we do want to acknowledge that a lot of the people that listen to us are people who are not wealthy, they're people who are making ends meet by the skin of their teeth. And I honor all of you Absolutely. slash us that are doing that. Yeah. Because we are working hard. We're making it work somehow. Yeah. We're making it work in spite of everything. And y'all are the heroes. You Absolutely. Really Going through your life and trying to do the best thing and, you know, yeah. just trying to be good to everybody else, especially during this time. Mm-hmm. It's not only dog days and hot and we got all this political stuff going on. we got a pandemic going on. And we just had one of the strongest storms to hit this continent. I know. Just plowed through. I have almost a Category 5. I've never actually seen square dancing hurricanes before. It was wild, like, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you listen to the weather guy, and the weather guy is saying, okay, this one's going to rotate around this one, and this one's going to rotate, <laughs> and they're going to move over here, and it's like they're square dancing. It is. That is exactly right. That's square a good dancing. way to put it. They're square dancing. And I've never seen that before. Yeah. I know it must have happened, but I don't recall it. Well, and that Laura went from a, a Category 1 to a Category 4 in about 30 hours. Yeah. And none of us are even surprised, you see. No. We have no. event fatigue. We do. They 
announced the existence of UFOs and, and aliens two months ago, and it barely made a... Nah. a we were like, like yeah, okay, we do that. Yeah. Next? <laughs> What's the next thing? God, I don't even like to think that way, but it's it's true. It is we're true. In that, and so that in itself is going to be a type of trauma that we as a country are going to end up having to work our way through. Yes, ma'am. At yep. some point. We need to recognize it, first of all, that not it's not only our children who are getting traumatized, although our children no. are getting traumatized no. because they pick up on, on, on the elders mm-hmm. and their anxiety, and yep. they also know that they were going to be in school, and now they're not. Yeah. And why do yeah. they have to wear a mask? And how come they can't hang out with their friends? So we know that the kids are going through trauma right now, unless they're just very lucky and their parents are really smart about how to deal with them. Yeah. But not only are the kids going through it, every no. one of us are going Everybody through it. Everybody is. Whether we're quarantined or working out in it every day yeah. or trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do. To be able to eat this winter. That's right. And how you're going to pay the mortgage or pay the rent. It's been a long time since we've faced this kind of situation as a country. Yeah. You know, yeah. so and we're kind of gearing up. We really are. I mean, the the stock market keeps going up while the tragedies in the nation keep going up too. Which tells you that the stock market does not reflect the economy. Oh, no. And it also doesn't reflect the people no, accurately. No, not at all. And, uh, so, smart people right now, and I know all of our people listening to us are smart people, <laughs> they are figuring out that they better buy some extra beans and rice. Yep. And uh, and hope for the best. Because yep. it's, it's not going to be easy. And plus, we've got this big, awful election that's going to oh, be yeah. two solid months of not turning on the TV because you can't stand to listen mm. To so and so, or look oh. at somebody else's face, or whatever your favorites are, or you're the ones you don't like are. Yeah, it's a mess. It, it is a big old mess. It's a lot of stuff. Well, that's why we got to figure out what we love and who we love, and just stick stick with it and stick to it. Yeah, and we need to stay as focused as we can. Yeah. So weird yeah. gal, like weird gal advice would be, mm-hmm. and when you go grocery shopping, if you're lucky enough to shop every week. Pick up an extra can of something, yeah, or an extra bag of something that yep. will keep. And if you have been canning <laughs> all summer and you feel like you, you, you're doing okay, you got you're pretty much set for the winter, and you can do it, then get another couple of extra cans mm-hmm. at the grocery store and drop them by whatever and food give, pantry yeah. is near you, and feed some of your neighbors, mm-hmm. or, or keep keep them until you know somebody that yeah, needs them that needs and needs be ready to. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm there. There's my advice. That's the best advice I think I could give is cover your basics, your food yeah. and water and, and, and hope that you have shelter and all of that stuff. It may not be a bad winter. It could just be fine in spite of what the farmer's almanac says, well, in spite of what our senses are telling us. It, it may could be, be just, just wonderful. Yeah. It may be just fine. And it's not going to hurt you to get to the end of the winter and have too much rice and beans because mm. then you can donate them to a food pantry and somebody else will get to eat. Right. So either way, just try to keep it a weather eye out, as the old folks used to say. Mm-hmm. And and I guess the advice, my weird mountain advice would be to try not to be afraid because being afraid doesn't change the situation. But it changes your ability sometimes to address a situation. Yeah. And so if you're just wringing your hands and being afraid, 
you might not remember that you were going to pick up those two extra cans yeah. or that extra bag of beans. Mm -hmm. Fear-based thinking yeah. is a tool of manipulation. It and so is. I hear some one, some sides are saying, oh, you're quarantining, Alicia, you're living in fear. And you're changing your life because you're living in fear, and so it's going to hurt the economy. And then I get other people, you know, people who have common sense, who listen to scientists and doctors and stuff, and, you know, they say this is not fear-based thinking. This is called common sense. Yes. It may not be recognizable to the other side, but that's what it is. It's yeah. common sense. Like Mom was telling me today, we were talking about the fact that Hurricane Laura is going to blow through here mm -hmm. in the next 24 hours or so. And Mom was telling me how Baba, her grandma, my, like, yeah, her grandma, my great-grandma, used to tell her when the hurricanes would come up that way, she'd say, stay out, of, stay inside for about a week after the hurricane blew through so you don't catch swamp fever. And that's oh. funny to think about. But then later on, as she was in nursing school, it became more an issue of common sense that when there was a big wind blowing from another geographic region and it was a big wind like the Scirocco's out west or mm -hmm. whatever, it can bring things with it like extra kinds of mold. Yeah. And yeah. You know, mold spores carry, so why wouldn't flu carry? That, so I know that's kind of... That that's not fear based thinking though. That's just being practical. Because you don't know what's gonna blow in. Right. It's like I know things are gonna be dangerous and I feel better if I'm more prepared. I, and when I say things in a general way, I'm like, Well, if I jump into the ocean I know there might be a shark there. <laughs> there, there might be might. a shark there. And there I'm might gonna be a stingray, there might be all kinds of right. things that take you out. And I'm gonna feel better. If I don't have an open cut bleeding into the seawater to attract the shark. Yes, you, you see, might very well. <laughs> it's common sense. It's common sense. It doesn't mean that I'm afraid. It means that I am prepared. Yeah. And I will never apologize for that. No, me either. Never. Me either. No. I think people who have had to take care of themselves unexpectedly will get to that place sometimes. Yeah. And that's where I've been for a long time. Yeah. You know, I, I realize that I've had it easy. I realize that I've been very lucky. You know, I have a place to live. I have food to eat. Um, I, have, I, have, I have employment, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I've got friends and family who would help me and have helped me and do help me when I get into trouble. So that makes me extremely lucky. It makes you yeah. lucky. And you're grateful. Oh, that, God, am I grateful. Luck. But I'm also, I want to be prepared. What if, what if, what if? That I don't believe that that's fear-based thinking. No. Fear-based thinking is, to me, is where you say, uh-oh, if, if you elect that person, they're going to burn down your neighborhood, and you're going to have this right next door, and you're going to have this going on, and that's fear-based thinking. Yeah. They're going to take what's yours away from you. Yep. Unless yep. you do what we tell you to, they're going to take something from yep. you that is yours. That's fear-based thinking. Ugh. That's manipulation. And that is drinking the Kool-Aid. Thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. 
We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals. <laughs>